Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm Mason. This episode of Welcome to Cup Talk is brought to you by Hockey Stops. Hockey Stops is a local veteran-owned hockey shop in Ogden located at 4590 Harrison Boulevard. Starting with the dream and a hope to give back the community and grow the sport of hockey, Hockey Stops is a storefront location open seven days a week and carries everything from gear, stickers, even training tools. They even got some local coffees in there. Hockey Stops also specializes in blade contouring and sharpening. Hockey Stops offers family discounts and team sharpening passes that they can save money for everyone. Hockey Stops is a shop you can trust and will make sure you get the edge you need on the ice and a little bit of an edge over the competition. And the hockey shop is actually a really cool shop, and he's got everything you need. He carries all the brands. He's got everything you could think of in one little shop. It's a, it's definitely, you go in there, and you notice this guy knows hockey, and he's there to really give back to the hockey and, you know, help grow the game. Like, like it's not just, you know, an ad read, and it's not something we're just saying. Like, this guy really cares about hockey. Yeah, so stop in and, and see Corey anytime. If you really want to see how much he knows, ask him what blade contouring is and, and have him explain to you the process and what he can do for your skate and your edges to really dial in your skating and just help you out. He's great prices, great guy. You know, he doesn't want it to ring you when you go in there. He wants to give you what you need. Yeah, and he really cares about the sport. And check his uh, Facebook page out at Hockey Stops on Facebook for his weekly specials and promos that he runs. And if you're a local uh, military member, or I think you can do it if you're a first responder, a hockey player in Utah, um, search his Warriors Hockey, Utah Warriors Hockey on Facebook. They have a, a little uh, drop-in slash uh, intramural kind of thing they got going on where they, they meet a couple times a month and play hockey. And they got some really sick jerseys. So Utah Warriors Hockey Find Hockey Stops on Facebook and Instagram. Go check them out. Yeah, if you're at the Ogden Night Sheet for drop-ins or anything, he always does, like, Mustang ticket giveaways. I mean, the Mustangs are over this year, but he always has Mustang ticket giveaways. So if you're going for a stick and puck, a high school game, whatever, stop in, get your skate sharpened before the game, after the game. You need an extra roll of tape or get your skates contoured before practice and, you know, get a little bit of faster and, little more touch on the ice so it's a really awesome shop i really recommend checking it out yeah. but uh mason what you been up to this week um it uh it's the first weekend this weekend and i don't have to go to uh to drill or that i'm not like <laughs> stuck in lots <laughs> so i got back from six weeks of training and then had drill back-to-back weekend so <laughs> so you're gonna enjoy the weekend i'm definitely gonna enjoy the weekend my uh, cousin's getting married on friday you know, it's it's a temple wedding, so I'll be there outside of the doors to wait as they exit the temple, because they ain't gonna let me in there. Yeah. But not. <laughs> no, I mean, and there's COVID protocols and everything. So you know, we'll, we'll go see him as he leaves the temple, and then they have the reception that night. He sent me like an itinerary today, too. They have it all what, scheduled what, out. What temple? Ooh, it's the. Uh, I want to say it's the South Jordan one, but I may be wrong. The Jordan River. Jordan River, yeah, that one. Okay. That one, that one. So, yeah, but uh, that's that's kind of the plan. Then the family's coming to town, so we're going to try and host them all here. We're trying to figure out the bed situation. Speaking of family, today's interview, Mason's mom. None other than my mother. What better interviewee to have than your own mom, especially on Women's Day, 
to interview a woman that was a trailblazer in trailblazer in hockey, especially Utah hockey here um, for the local community. My mom, Shannon Asmus. And don't forget to get your box of tissues for Mason's inter- intro to the interview. It's, it's it, a it's, real tearjerker. It was touching. <laughs> <laughs> sweet lady, sweet lady. So yeah, I guess we can. Uh, but yeah, anyways, let's uh, before we dial in. Yeah, let's uh, get. Talking about you, you guys went to Logan this weekend, huh? How'd it go? Yeah, so we went to Logan, and I mean, we were let's just start off with the high, the college hockey, college hockey yeah, this yeah, weekend. We Utah State through. was supposed to be playing um, against the school from Montana, and they got canceled. And so Doyle, he actually uh, our our uh, interview last year, Hunter Doyle actually ended up refing our games. No way! So you ended yeah. up having Hunter Doyle come out. <laughs> I guess his time was freed up, huh? Yeah, so he he hit me up and was like, "I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna ref uh, those games." So it was good to catch up with him on the ice. And wish we were watching him play hockey, but that wasn't the case. So, but Weber State is coming back, and they are starting their season. I guess a little late, but Utah State hasn't you know hung up the jerseys yet, so they're gonna be playing March 18th. That, that's really cool to hear, actually. And, you know, Weber State, I'm an alumni. Go Wildcats, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> near and dear to my heart. But, yeah. uh, no, that's that's great. I'm, I'm excited to see that uh, the college hockey in Utah is not over yet. It's not over yet. Not over yet. Still I, trying to get creative. I feel like that's how hockey season is. Like, is like we, we it took us a while to kind of, like, get rolling. It was like it's not started. Some people aren't playing. And now we're we're feeling the effects of it just kind of dragging on, and it, it not dragging on in a bad way, but it's like it's not over yet, you yeah. know. It's like we're watching a Marvel movie, and there's another credit scene, and then there's another credit scene, and then there's another credit scene, but we're just like prolonging that hockey season. And the good thing is, like, yeah, youth is going to be done at the end of the month for the most part, but NHL is going to be playing well into the summer. So yeah. there's plenty of hockey, and it's awesome because usually when you're ending your hockey, you know, the playoffs are about to start, and it's, you know, the NHL's ending soon, and you kind of see it. But, like, here we are. You know, youth season's going to end. We got the juniors that are ending. Yeah, um, and college is kind of ending. It seems like it's, you yeah. know, we're getting that after the credit scene, you know. Samuel L. Jackson's about to show up, you know, <laughs> walk in and, and present another high, uh, college hockey game. And then, you know, when uh, with Utah State and these teams that are getting creative, it's kind of like that song, you know, like, I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> <laughs> I schedule more games. <laughs> Pissing the night away. See that? You can tell who the vocalist is in this group. <laughs> I was in a screamo group. I didn't sing anything. <laughs> Whatever. I know you screamers secretly sing soft songs <laughs> alone in the shower. Oh man, those were the those were the days. But we'll talk about the band another day. But uh, youth hockey this weekend. We went up to Logan, had an early game, six thirty, bright and early game, and we did all right. We ended up losing, I think, seven to four. And then we played the same team again at nine, and we we after the first period it was five nothing. For you? For for against us, we were down five nothing. Down after first. five nothing. And we ended up losing seven to four. So we won the second two periods. Yeah. Four to two. So we told the kids like, hey, we gotta come out and skate like that. So next game after first period, we were down three to one. 
So that was the gap is a closer. Little bit, little bit better. And then halfway through the third, it was tied 5 4. Not tied. That doesn't, tied that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it felt like we were it's tied. Like, <laughs> we were within a goal, so we felt we like were we were losing, but we were tied. <laughs> we were really tied. They took a goal from us. They called man in the crease. It was really a tight game. <laughs> so we were down 5 4, but it was close. And then. I don't know. I just felt like the kids kind of gave up. Not mean to throw my, you know, team under the bus or anything, but I just, we just didn't have it. We just let up and we ended up losing 10 to 4. Ouch. That's tough. After think, going think, down 3 to 1. Yeah. And then, and then being tied 5 4. <laughs> being <And> tied 5 <laughs> 4. And then, yeah. Man. So we got a one practice this weekend coming up. And then we got tournaments next the next weekend, and then the next weekend, and then we're done for the season. So it's kind of sad. It's ending. Um, other youth hockey, but oh, going back to our game though, we lost. But in both games, like I did the math on the sh- shots, then both teams were shooting and scoring at about thirty three percent. So I told oh, wow. these kids like so, one out of three shot, one out of three goals is going in. So just shoot the freaking puck. But we you know, were just getting outshot. Just like the greatest one always said, right? Yeah. You're going to miss 100% of those shots you don't take. Yeah. So. And he, he turned out all right. That guy. <laughs> Wayne? Wayne? Yeah. Was his name Wayne? He did I, all right. I think he was Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Gretzko. Gretz, Gretzky. Gretzky. Yeah. Gretzky. Like ends with the ski. Kind of, you know, ski. Ski. All ski boy. That's right. I think he had some MVP awards, you know. Bunch of points. I think you made it the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, kids, shoot the puck. Shoot, shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. Yeah, especially at that age, you know, like, you just never know what can happen. Like, the puck bounces, it, it hits a kid, it, you know, the goalie's screen for whatever reason, or he's, yeah. his mom's shouting at him, he's looking away, you know, <laughs> thinking about the donuts after the game. Half the teams, like, their goalie is like, they just, like, draw sticks to who has to play goalie, so. Yeah. Kids, shoot the puck. But in other, you know, youth hockey, the D2 tournaments for all the age groups are running this weekend, this last weekend, into next weekend, and they're split up all over the state. So a lot of D2 hockey tournaments to play this uh, weekend. And then we will play, like I said, in the WRHL um, D1 tournament, and that runs March 19th and 20th at the Provo Arena, the Peaks. Um, also, Lady Grizz, we've been doing this Lady Grizz um, practices on on Sunday, and it's been really good for Alexi because it's all girls, and I think it just gives her that, like, compete level where she sees these other girls, and it, it kind of pushes her to be even better. Like, she wants to be the top, and she's doing really good at it. And she has a couple friends. Like, the, a lot of the girls from the girl line are all out there, too. And so that's why I think they're getting better and better is because we're doing these extra practices. And I don't get on the ice and I don't coach, so I think it's good for her to have somebody else, you know, barking in her ear. Not that they bark a lot, but... Right. And they have some really good coaches, and i got to give a shout-out to Mark Couturier because uh, this it was supposed to end this last week, I guess, and they basically there was a little bit of extra money in the funds, and they basically said, let's keep going, so... We're oh, gonna wow. go till till April, so. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, so, kind of an objective 
neutral environment for Lex to go get in and see, you know, females in Utah that are at the top of this sport right now or at their age division, you know, and, and get out there and compete and really strive to, you know, aspire, have something to aspire to be at. That's really cool. I'm yeah, and, and she's keep that playing, going. like, this last week they played against, they uh, played some teams, so, like, team games. So okay. she played against these girls that have been on her team, and they pushed her to, like, you that know. fire, right? Yeah, yeah. like, you, it's okay to be, and, like, a lot of kids, they need to know, like, drives me nuts when I, as a coach, I'm just going to set out my grind, my gears, like, when we're playing a team and kids know the other kids in the other team and they're like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, like during the game, like I have no problem buddy, buddy in before the game, after the game. But if it's during the game, you're trying to beat these guys. And if yeah. you're already like buttering up for your friend to beat you, like that kid wants to beat you. A game is a battle. No matter who it is. And that's the great thing about hockey is we can battle against our friends. And then after the game, we all shake hands. And it's fun. And it's great. But there's something about battling your best friend, you know, and, like, really going at it. And those are the people that you get the best out of. I mean, you see the NHL. It's hard. It's hard hitting. And a lot of those guys are best friends off the ice. But they give 100% against their friends. I mean, you see Brady Kachuk and his brother going at it a little bit. I mean, they haven't really gone at it, but they're you know, they're going after each other's teams and stuff. So I like to see that. Char the other night got yeah. after Marchand. Well, coming after Marchand. You know, after being on that team, winning the cup with them. Yeah. So teaching these kids, like, you are playing your friends, and you may know some friends, but if you're just going to let them walk all over you, they're going to walk all over you. So compete in the game. Yeah, I mean, competition is competition, and it's it's only that much more reason to try hard because, yeah, you, you want to beat the kid that, that knows you really well. You don't want him to have bragging rights. And also, like, they're, they're probably not going to give you a, a step, you know? Like, they're not going to give that same friend-buddy-buddy treatment back to you, so why you give it to them, you know? Like, yeah. they're going to take advantage of you. I mean, it, it, it's just competition, yeah, is a good thing. And, you know, I think it's a pretty classic thing in, in sports and athletics. You see some... Some guys or some girls, you know, going at it, maybe throwing some elbows, having some words during the game, and then they, you're, they're seeing each other after the game. It's like, let's go get a beer or something, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. or let's just go hang out. Yeah, you know, like, and that's there's good. nothing wrong. Yeah, and and you, you hear those old like fighting stories about people who like fought each other in the NHL, and they say, well, after the game, the first thing they did was go grab a beer together, but they beat the crap out of each other for you know thirty seconds or whatever it was on the ice, and you know, threw some fisticuffs, but. So that's all I got to say about that. I mean, that kind of went off on a tangent there. But also, speaking of Lady Grizz, um, the Lady Grizz team, the older girls, they're actually going to nationals. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for them. So they got invited to go to the national tournament. Dude, that's stellar to hear, actually. I didn't know they were doing that well. So shout out to the Lady Grizz. I know there's one of the girls is going to a D1, the... I, I'm not even going to say the name of the school. It's it Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, yeah. Quinnipiac. Yeah. Dude, that's six. So she's, she's going going D1. Yeah, that's the big leagues. You know, lady NCAA. Grizz. Double A. Yeah, and she was a Lady Grizz, so. Is she from Utah? Born yeah. And raised? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. We need to get her on the show. We got a college athlete. College commit. <laughs> yeah, college commit. I just, Committed! Yeah. Future college athlete, like NCAA. That's awesome. It, it's, it's awesome to see the, the sport growing in this state. You know, we have more guys make you know and girls making this, these next levels you know so ncaa for 
female. Now there's been a few guys now come out of Utah and make the NHL. So it's great to see. I hope we get more. Speaking of girls, you know, leaving Utah and going, um, my friend Jay, I don't know if you've ever met Jay. He's came and played his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So his daughter, Victoria, they, they live up in Logan. And I told them we were coming up. And so she came to Lexi's game. And, like, as soon as she came, like, Lexi's eyes just, like, lit up. Like, oh, yeah. And so she's like, is she going to come? Is she going to come? I was like, I don't know. Maybe they said they would try. And I was like, 9 o'clock is still kind of early for people. And it was her fir- first shift. They, like, walked in. And, like, Lexi's like, ah. Like, she was so excited when she saw her name's Victoria come in and, you know, watch her play. And so she just turned it on and she played really well. So it was good to see. And I, and I love having girls like that that my daughter can look up to, like, from the state of Utah. Because it makes it so much more real for her. Because, you know, growing up for me, you know, Oh, yeah, you could make it to the NHL, but you didn't see anyone doing it. You didn't see anybody, you know, making it to that next level, kind of like you did with your mom and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of want to wall check. It kind of makes it a little bit more real when you see somebody or know somebody that's actually doing it. Like Trevor Lewis made it from Utah. Yeah, but I don't know Trevor Lewis yeah. personally. So, you know, seeing these girls that are you know, playing for the same teams that my daughter might be playing for. She does these Lady Grizz practices and stuff, so she might be playing Lady Grizz next year or, you know, in the future. And Victoria, we've skated with Victoria and stuff. So watching them, you know, go to these, you know, she she went to Notre Dame in Saskatchewan, which is a really prominent hockey school. And then this last year she was playing in Toronto with a girls team out there. So That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it makes it tangible when there's someone close to home, someone you actually know. They grew up from your community or, you know, from a family friend and you see them going to that next level. It's like, you know, it kind of, it does become like, like it bridges that gap of it just being like a dream to becoming real. Yeah. So thanks to Jay and Victoria to come into our uh, youth hockey game on Saturday. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. And speaking of other high or uh, hockey in Utah, high school hockey, the D2 affiliated um, playoff start. Tonight, pretty much. I mean, there was one game last week, but they start tonight. And yeah. then the D2 Independent Championships games will be... They've on, been going. Yeah, they're already going. And their championship game will be on the 15th. And then if the second one is needed, it will be on the 22nd. If, you know, they can... So Cash Valley's already in the championship. Yeah, they're waiting there at the top, right? It's like Weber and Ochre play, and the winner out of that plays UCI South. And the winner out of that plays Cash Valley. So the independent, you know, going on. But I kind of got some beef with high school hockey right now. You know, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week on these teams. But DCI, so I I know, you know, some people that play for DCI. My team, I started. I helped start. And it's become this huge, you know, team that's siphoned all these other schools off and they had a game they lost their first game and they had a second game and they told their goalie to not show up to the game because if he showed up he would have to play and they would rather go to the goalie sub list what then yeah. they have their the goalie that's played with them all yeah. season long yeah they they'd rather just call a sub yeah and i don't know i think they have two goalies and i don't know where the other goalie was or whatever but Basically told, 
their own teammate not to show up because they would rather use. And so I got looking online and stuff, and it looks like this is something that a lot of teams do. So there's, is there a high school goalie sub list? Yeah. There's like a master list? Yeah. So if you go onto the high school hockey website, you'll see that goalie pool has a lot of stats. And I was like, that is a weird name for a goalie. Goalie pool. But yeah. it's because it's you're pulling a goalie from the goalie pool to play for your team. What? So this UCI um, South team also is using goalie pools. And so, yeah, UCI South, they had they have like three or four goalies on roster. And throughout the season, they used the goalie pool 13 times and five times in the playoffs between their two teams. That's dirty. So you got goalies on these independent teams that are also pulling from tons of schools. And they're shunning kids away from their own team from playing because they would rather use a goalie sub list. So are these goalies from goalie pool, are they on other high school teams? Or are they just like goalies yeah. that are like really good that don't want to play, pay no, anymore? No, I think, I'm pretty sure they're just other high school goalies and you just get called and you, it's like a men's league. Yeah. I mean, where I like know. you're shorted guy, like, so like the guy who plays the earlier game stays for the later game, but it's happening in high school already. So already you're making kids not want to play goalie. In yeah. high school, I think because you just, you're getting shunned. Yeah, that sends such a bad message. Like, just you know, as a goalie, knowing that, like, yeah, you're an afterthought, and we would rather just take our chances on the sub list and have you play. And also, like, just a, a message in life to the kids and the team. Like, oh no, we can just call the sub list. You know, like we don't gotta stick with the goalie that's been with us and rally as a team around this goalie. Like, we can just we can just tell them not to show up and and go with the sub list like that. That's not how it works, man. Like, you got it's not. I get that a goalie can make a difference in a game, right? But it's not about one player. You still got to come together as a team. Yeah. And, you know, you got to <laughs> play defense in front of that goalie. You got to put pucks in the net for your team. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, so, here's the, the, the funny part of this. So, DCI says, don't come to our game because you have to play. So, or we'd rather go with a, a goalie off the sub yeah. list. So, the goalie off the sub list shows up. They won eighteen to three. DCI did. Yeah, so they, they only really... had fifteen shots against. So one fifth of the shot total shots when it so no, they, no 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 against. So even DCI... if even if they played with no goalie, they would have still won. Yeah, they took fifteen shots. You're saying right on DCI's goalie, on DCI. but DCI scored eighteen goals. But three went in on their goalie. Yeah, so out of fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's one out of five. One out of five <laughs> shots going in. But even if they goalie. played with no goalie, they still would have won eighteen yeah. to fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they played with no goalie. I'm just saying, like, yeah, the, I would say the sub list didn't work out that well in their favor. I mean, they, the goalie that's not a great save percentage. And if they're winning by fifteen goals, they can win with any goalie with nobody in it. They can win with six players on the ice. Yeah. But like. Take the goal. Is that especially if that kid's a senior? I don't know what age he is, but like he's not a senior. But still, you're on the team. Like I played for DCI the first year. We won a championship. I was a ninth grade goalie. We had two goalies. The other kid, he was not as a strong goalie, but we still played him. We still alternated. Like it was fine. And then, you know, I 
we had another goalie come in and I'm still really good friends with him and we alternated goalies and we'd have bad days and yeah. we'd have bad games and that's just how goalies go but we didn't go to some goalie sub list if I ever had a coach tell me that I to not come to a game because he'd rather use a sub I would give that coach at the middle finger and I would never come back yeah you know what they that goalie should have just showed up anyways I, yeah, some, you should team, have. Someone on the team should just ride him. Like, dude, just show up because then we have to play you. But there's no pride. There's no pride in these teams because there's so many independent teams. There's, let's see, there's only let's there's only six D1 high school teams like that are from a high school. And there's eight D2 high school teams. The rest of them are independent teams. Just that many independent teams. So just combination of schools. Yeah. Claiming they don't have enough kids to... To form a team, but then it's a independent team with like three teams. Yeah, so there's 14 high school teams, and there's 16 independent teams. Man. And these independent teams, I mean, they're they're playing in every you know like level. But there's four championships given out in the state of Utah. There's the D1, the D1 independent, the D2 affiliated. And the D2 independent. So you got 30 teams playing for four championships. You got a one in seven and a half chance at winning a championship in Utah. Why not make that a little bit more harder to get, you know, and a little bit better? And you have, so I, I started digging, you know, I started looking into these independent teams and stuff because I think independent teams are garbage. And it only should happen when. You don't have enough kids to have your own high school team that you, you know, go to these independents. So out of all these independent teams, what I say? There's 16. There's only two of them that don't have a second team. Every independent team has two teams, whether it's a JV or it's a D2 team. So that means out of those 16 independent teams, there's actually you have enough kids to make. What is that? I mean, another 14, another 30, yeah, 30 double teams. double up on teams right there. 30 teams. Break them up. Let's have, like, 40 teams in the state of Utah. Let's let's break these teams up. And, like, just to, like, read off and list a team. So, NUI is Northern Utah Independent. They have 31 kids on their roster. And they're pulling from Box kids. Elder, Fremont. Fremont used to have a really good team. Weber High. Weber had a great team when I played. Ben Lomond had a team. Ogden now yeah. doesn't have a team. Bonneville doesn't have a team anymore. Roy, Morgan, New Ames, um, some charter schools in the district. So those are a lot of good teams when I played high school hockey. Like, where are all these kids going? The kids are still there. They're just pulling them into these, like, ultimate teams. And DCI pulls from uh, – they, they got a couple, of, like, random schools, like Accent, Canyon Hills – um, Renaissance, Utah Miller, Military Academy, Elevations, Layton Christian Academy, but actual high schools that go to DCI are Clearfield, Davis, Layton, Mountain, uh, Northridge, Syracuse, and Woods Cross. All in one team. Those are big. That's big populated, the highly populated schools and growing areas. There's got to be enough kids to form school teams. Yeah, or, or to break off. If you have a JV and a varsity or a D1 and a D2, why not break off and make two teams? And just have two. And quit, you know, like, shafting these goalies and telling them not to show up. Yeah, especially because 
Yeah, that could just get highly political within the team because you have five schools that make up this team. If the goalie's like the only kid from one of the schools or whatever, and he's, you know, and they don't want him to play, it's like nobody has any reason, you know, like, or besides, I, I mean, I, it's one thing to stand up for the goal that's been playing with you, but then they're also not going to school with this kid. They're not developing those relationships. Like, if you're all from the same high school or from the same couple high schools, you know, on a team, like, you're more or less going to be friends or, like, see these guys, you know, throughout the week and stuff. I, I think it just gives you that much stronger bond and camaraderie, right? But, like, five schools, you never see this goalie except for at practice every now and then in a the game, you know? So you're just like, yeah, I don't care if you show Yeah, up. there's there's no team pride, and no one goes to these independent teams because you ask people to come to the your high school hockey and, like, for what? We have a high school hockey team. Like, no, it's independent. And they're like, what's independent? And then you got to explain it. And that's yeah. why that's why when Farmington and Park City play each other, two high school teams, the whole place is like packed, and you got to bring in the Karens to shut it down. But when <laughs> NUI yeah. plays UCI, like a bunch of you know acronyms, you know, no one's coming and watching because no yeah. one really cares other than a couple parents. But no one's wanting to watch Northern Utah Independent play Utah County North Independent. Like that's yeah. that's lame. Get the high schools back together. Let's because these teams are also practicing together. So you have thirty kids on the ice for practice for like an hour, maybe an hour and fifteen if yeah. you're lucky. Yeah, on the ice. Like so you're getting like very limited uh, development out of that. You know, like you can only get so much. Yeah, and these kids are paying eight hundred dollars to play on these high school teams. Eight hundred for dues. Yeah. Dang. When I was in <laughs> high school, it was like five hundred, maybe I think. I mean, that was ten years ago, but so the the dues are only going up. The teams are only getting more kids. Where's the money going? And actually, I know someone on DCI that has refused to play for them because he thinks that they're crooked and doesn't want to pay the money because he wants to know where the money's going, and they won't tell him. Wow. And so... Like we haven't got New Jersey in five years, you know. I'm, I'm just wondering. And you feel like... I'm one of 30 kids, you know, like paying $800. That's that's over $25,000 for a team, for a high school team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, on my men's league team, we got New Jersey's one season. We charged an extra 50 bucks for the season. So it was 250 bucks. It <laughs> yeah. was like you get like 20 games too, you know, like that. I don't know. I don't think the high school hockey is getting, what, 30 games maybe, 25? Like there's a no practice reason. practice of two a week. Yeah, and a practice. So you got a little extra ice time with practice, but. There's no reason that, like, $500, $600 should be a cap. You know, like, I don't know why you're going to the upper hundreds in near $1,000, especially when you have that many kids. It's supposed to be the opposite. Like, when you increase kids, dues go down. Yeah. If I played on a high school team and there was 30 kids, it would have been, like, 200 bucks. Yeah, because you're playing, especially if you're, if you're paying for five minutes of ice time a game, you know, you're paying $800 and yeah. you're getting... On the ice, a couple shifts a game, you know, the same kid that paid the same price as you is playing five shifts, six shifts, ten shifts a period. And I honestly don't think the parents know what to do. They just say, oh, my kid's going to play high school hockey. And this is why high school hockey has gotten such a bad name, I think, in Utah. Well, of course, in northern Utah it has because all of northern Utah, there's like these few, you know, independent teams. And then there's Farmington and Beaumont and Bountiful. Bountiful brought back their team, so... Other than that, there's no other Davis County teams in Ogden. I don't even know if there's any teams left in Ogden because they have the Weber County Independent now, and they have 
this NUI, which has two teams. So, and I just tell you, I went digging in this and I found out some teams and it's not like these, these, uh, independent teams are bad. Like we, we were an independent team, but we were made up of Clearfield and I think new Ames. And then we had two kids from Camus that played on our team. Camus. Yeah. Because they didn't have a high school team. So, so they played for DCI because they didn't have a high school team and there wasn't another independent team. Like that's what independent teams are for. These few kids that go to these random schools, not for, you know, eight, five, a schools, you know, on one team, there's gotta be more hockey players. And there's, that's why there's not people jumping into hockey at high school. And you probably played high school hockey with kids who started at high school. Yeah. Really? And it was fun. You just like high school hockey used to be so much fun. You got some of your buddies into it. They were like, you know, thinking that they were done with sports in high school. Right. Yeah. You're like, nah, man, you're an athlete. You know, like that's okay. If you're not going to play the football team, come play hockey, man, put on some skates. We're freshmen or we're sophomores in a few years. You know, when you're a senior or junior, you can be decent, right? Like you can at least compete, you know, like it, it was a fun time. It was, and you usually typically every team had to have some kids like that in order to have enough players for a team. But this system you're talking about bringing kids from all over to create a mega team sounds like a travel team to me. That's, yeah. that's what travel teams are for. That's why you pay more money so you can go to more competitive tournaments and you play to win because it's a travel team. That's the expectation. But at high school hockey, it's supposed to be, you know, your local community that you're playing with, your high school. Yeah, and it's pride. Yeah. You're playing pride hockey. Like, that's what it should be. And if you're not wearing a sweater that has, like, your high school team or anything you have stake in, then you're not going to care. And you're not going to have pride in it. And people aren't going to come watch your games. And as a high school, like, that's what you want. Like, when you play high school hockey, you want your – you're finally there where, like, your schoolmates might show up to your game. Yeah. Because it's the high school team. But if you're playing for an independent team, there ain't nobody showing up. I mean, maybe a few of your buddies, maybe your mom, your dad. When you go to these independent games, I've gone to these independent games. It's moms and dads. Yeah. There's no students. There's no student section. But when you go to Farmington, Park City, student section is rocking and rolling because there's pride. There's pride in that team. There's pride in that sweater. So, like I said, I went some digging. And so NUI this year... They lost a total of two games, and they tied one. They tied Park City, and they – oh, no, they tied Bingham, and they lost to UCI North twice. Then both those were in the playoffs, actually. But they outscored teams 109-32. to 32. Jeez. That's a plus 77 goals. They're a super team. Yeah. They have a, a much more vast pool of kids – to choose from and they're not playing them all obviously and that's just it's just it's unfair at this point it's like it, it's like a high school with open you know, open recruiting and they can recruit from across the state but at least when you when you try out for a travel team you know you're going to be playing on that team like you're one of those four lines you know or whatever most travel teams don't have four lines yeah. these high school teams they got 30 something kids to pick from they can play these kids more than the others there's 30 other parents that you know, can be quiet, and that's just the way it goes. So, and I have a real problem with that. So, the other team they played in the championship, their only two losses all season was to UCI North. This is from Utah County. Same deal. They outscored opponents 121 to 48. It's a plus 73 goals. 
So you got two super teams going at it in the playoffs. Like, there's no chance for these other teams. And even DCI, which is pulling from tons of schools, but probably they're sick of not playing for this team, so they went to the other team. You know, there's no... I know there's kids that have jumped from independent team to independent team because it's a lot easier than jumping from high school to high school. So there's no pride in it. There's no playing for your, you know, Mighty Ducks. The, The biggest plot twist in the Mighty Ducks movie was when... Adam Banks had to play for the Mighty Ducks because he was aligned and he was in that district. Yeah. You know? And <clears throat> now That's we're all... The now the kids are just Adam Banks playing for the Hawks. Everyone can join the Hawks. Yeah. Why not? Why didn't Charlie Conway go jump on the Hawks team? They probably would have beat the Ducks by 15. And then we would have never had these classic Disney movies. No, and that's what we have here in Utah is the anti-Disney movie happening right here in our high school hockey. It's become these super teams. And I'm not talking about Farmington, Park City, Harriman. Those teams, you know, and all the other schools. I mean, Copper Hills, where you went, still has a high school hockey team. East, Mountain Ridge, Riverton, Skyline, Viewmont. These teams are kids going to those schools. Hats off to those guys. And they're putting out good hockey teams. And it's because they're playing and they're having fun and they have pride for their team. So their little brother wants to play for that high school, you know, and those kids yeah. are playing. Because right now, the reason why these teams are doing good is because that's where the pride is, you know. And Viewmont has always been pretty good. And that's because people playing in the the youth hockey that I kind of like the the coach in. youth hockey. Yeah, a lot of them live around the rink and they go to Viewmont. And so they had a lot of pride, and they played together, and they went to school together, and it was they had a blast doing it. Yeah. And those guys, I play with them now, and they always talk about the high school days and the Beaumont days and this and that, and they're good buddies. But, like, even me playing for an independent team, a lot of the guys I played hockey with just went by the wayside because all we saw each other was at hockey practice. Yeah. But, and there's a few of them that I went to school with, and we're still good friends. But I wish I would have went to school with all of my hockey team. So my... My two cents here is the kids need to get together, they need to rally, and they need to break up these super teams. Like, parents, hey, if you have any stories you would like us to, like, bring out in these terrible, you know, independent systems that are rolling out, let us know. DM us. You know, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. You know, you can email us. Just hit us up, and we will share these because I feel like they're just going under the rug. Yeah. And there's so many upset people. And also, if there's on the flip side of that, if there's any parents that want to, to put out a story about how they want to step up and start a team or, you know, take kids away from a team and, and start one of these teams from an independent team or whatnot, or like have Our tips high on how to team. do that, you know, for other families out there or from other kids and parents out there that may be needing to know just how to get started. If you have some words of wisdom and want to share, like, by all means, let's let's do that. And I would like, love, get the pride back. Yeah, I would love next year if there was a Syracuse high team, a Clearfield high team, a Northridge, a Layton, a Davis. I talked to one of the old Davis coaches. He coached Davis in 2001 and 2002 when they won their two championships. And he was so, like, heartbroken that Davis no longer has a high school team. When he was coaching, he had his high school team, his D1, or, yeah. you know, his varsity and two JV teams because everybody's little brother played, everybody in the community played, oh, yeah. and they all got each other to play. And now they're part of this DCI, which I helped start. I started a monster. I think DCI and these NUI are just, they're just too much power. They've lost in touch, the, man. They've lost so, touch. 
And, I mean, I like to see these teams win and guys I know on these teams win. I know some kids on each team, and I, I want them to succeed. I do, but I want them to have pride in their team, and I want their teams to be more – I want it to be more of a team sport. Yeah. And if you can put together a team – like Farmington. Farmington's been in high school for, what, three years? Yeah, good on them for getting to this point. And they have a varsity and a JV that's because they got pride in their team and kids want to play for that school. Yeah, and and that's what it should be about. I remember when I was in high school, my senior, sophomore, or my sophomore, junior year, you know, I felt like it was the classic. Nobody knew we had a team. And, but we started, we tried every year to, you know, to build um, our audience, right, and to let everybody know. I think my senior year, we had the, a good SBO that, like, wanted to get involved. And, you know, student body officer, the president, and he, he started coming to the games. And bring in just his little crew. And then all of a sudden, we had a little fan section. It got a little bigger. We played the school like Bingham, you know, a, a little local rival. And we had a full crowd at the Oval. Granted, those state, those, uh, you know, uh, bleachers are not very big there. But it was enough to like be like, this is exciting. Yeah. This feels great. And then we went to, speaking of hats off, went to Viewmont in the playoffs. <laughs> got smacked. They were the number one team that year. And some kid scored a hat trick. I swear, I couldn't even see the ice. I mean, there were so many hats. On the ice, and those guys were chirping. They had signs. I just remember looking up, and I'm like, "This sucks to be on the wrong end of this, but this is cool. It's cool. This is so yeah. cool. It's Dude. awesome. They like, get back that pride. That's what I'm talking about. Like pride in your team, pride in your school. Like Good. people have so much pride in Utah, BYU. It's because there's a foundation there. There's something there. You know, there's a school there. But NUI, DCI, UCI, UCI South, like. There's nothing there. And independent teams can be good because they are a way for people to play high school hockey. Yeah. If you have to piecemeal a team together, by all means, you know, so you can get on the ice. But if you have 16 or whatever independent teams and every one of them but Tooele County has doesn't have a JV or they don't have a D1, D2, and Southern Utah, which is anybody south of like Provo. So those are the teams that need it. You know, and some of these, I'm not saying that all these teams need it, but there's enough kids out there to get a couple more high schools. And like I said last week, get a little creative with your ice time. Maybe you got to go early. Maybe you got to go late, but we got to get it. Hey, if the problem is ice time and that is really the only problem, then we all as hockey players in Utah need to pull together and get some more rinks built. We got to fix this because as of right now, Utah high school hockey is not something I want my daughter playing in or my kids at all or any of the kids I coach like I would hope they go somewhere else and play at this point you know hopefully they're going to a Farmington or a Viewmont you know move to those cities you know to play real high school hockey because this high school hockey is garbage I mean I'm just going to come out and Mm -hmm. say that that these super teams you know when you're outscoring teams by 70 plus goals maybe split up that talent yeah I mean there's something to be said for putting on a sweater you know, that, that rocks the same logo or the same letters that you see every day when you walk into school. You know, whether or not that jersey you think is ugly or what, but that it is, there's a sense of pride and there's something to be said for being able to just, to see that every day, those letters in front of the school when you pull up and then those letters pulling over your chest, you know, yeah. putting on when you go out to take the ice in a game. And, you know, you want to beat the rival schools. You know, it makes that even much more that much more fun so so yeah and my brother he helped start the clearfield team and i wanted so bad to play for the clearfield team because i was going to go to clearfield high and 
you know, you want to wear I have wore my sweater to school a couple times when I was a youth player, but no one knows what any youth hockey teams are. And yeah. Even when I played for the Utah Stars, I mean, that was a freaking cool team, but no one in my school knew what the Utah Stars were, nor did they cool care. Program. But if I rolled in with a Clearfield High sweater to a Clearfield High, you know, then they would have known he plays hockey for our school. Yeah. Not for some random team made up of 30 random kids. Couple from here, couple from there. So, guys, get out there. Get a couple friends in. You know, I'm telling you, it's a lot funner to play the game with your friends and people you know and people you like and people you care about playing for a team that you also care about and have pride in than winning or being on the winning team, being that kid sitting in the crowd because you didn't make the varsity roster, the D1 roster, the JV roster, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you're a senior and you're not playing, like, that's garbage. Like, my nephew, he's he's a decent player. You know, he played hockey, but he played for DCI one of the years they won the championship. And him and another friend on the team played the last shift of the game. And more than half the people in the crowd were there for those two players. Wow. So being there and watching that entire game and your nephew never stepping on the ice until the final shift when the game was already, you were up by three goals or two goals, and it was over by then. And to throw him on the ice. And he's a senior, she's a senior. Like, it was like... What are we doing here? You know, like... what You're you're ruining these kids' hockey. Like, they're like, the way they thought about hockey. And guess what? My team didn't have pride. I mean, I played for DCI for four years, and by the end of DCI for four years... There was no pride in the hockey team. The team was fighting with each other because nobody went to school. Nobody cared about each other. And people were arguing. Our coach, everyone was, you know, calling the coach this, calling the coach that. And it was it was terrible, but there was no pride. There was no organization. And I honestly didn't care to play hockey after that because of an independent experience. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I... Uh, I lost my train of thought here for a second, but yeah, like, I well, yeah, what was this? I was gonna say, you know, like think about it, you know, as a high school player, would you rather lose a game but play every other shift or every couple shifts and have a blast with your friends, or would you rather win a game and see the ice twice a game and not care twice about a any season kid? twice? Yeah, twice a season and not get along with anybody else on your team. To feel like you're stuck in the corner putting on your gear awkwardly and you're afraid to even walk to the shower because, you know, this kid's bag's in the way and you don't really know him that well. It's like a drop-in, you know? Like, yeah. would you rather be in that environment or would you rather be in the locker room shooting the breeze with some of your best buddies, whether or not they're stellar hockey players, but you're just having a good time and you're going out there and you're getting a ton of ice time. You only need 12 to 15 players, really, to have a high school team. You can recruit more as you go, but... You only need a few lines. You can yeah. make it. These are kids. You know, these guys got energy. Yeah. So, I mean, and if they have, you know, less kids and even if you get more practice, that's more touches on the puck. Yeah. And if USA Hockey, the new model they've they've changed to is taught people that it's not time on the ice. It's touches on pucks. It's not standing around. Standing around at practice is wasting ice time. And they did some, like, modeling or whatever they did. And they basically realized that these – standard practices where everybody was you know doing one drill or whatever that kids were standing around doing nothing but if there's 30 kids on the ice there's kids standing around doing nothing 
Like, yeah, I rent the ice and I run my own drop in sometimes, and thirty people for a drop in is too many. Yeah, like two lines with two benches with fifteen people, but no, that's one team. I mean, yeah, they have a JV or whatever. You but can't even fit all those players on the bench. You know, it's just too many kids. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's my two cents. You know, hats off to kids still playing high school hockey and. You know, independent yeah. championships still going, and that's great. And hopefully, there's a winner, and they're having fun. And you know, the affiliated schools are going or starting tonight, and hopefully, they have a good playoff run. But I'm really telling you, parents, if you have anything that you want to get off your chest and want to get out there, we're willing to share it for you. Hit us up on the Instagram, the Facebook, any way you possibly can. We can not use your name if you don't want to or whatever, but. These things need to get out there because high school hockey needs the change in this state if we want it to thrive. Yeah, let's let's be a voice for you. Let's be a platform. Don't yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Well, <laughs> I think we spent enough time on high school hockey. <laughs> I was like, should we just end the episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, we still got more hockey There's to a talk. Lot of to. Hockey to talk. Um, let's let's just touch on the junior hockey. Junior okay. hockey. Um, canceled this weekend. They were supposed to play in Ogden, and they canceled, and they moved the whole tournament to Colorado. What a weekend of cancellation. Yeah, Utah State gets canceled, and then... Junior playoff hockey. Gets canceled, moved. So now they're going to play a round-robin type of hockey. Was it round-robin? Yeah, it's a round-robin, so they'll each play each other. So the Eagles, the Bulls, the Mustangs, and the Outliers will each play each other, and then there'll be a semifinal and a final. Well, that's kind of fun because it was going to be three game series between Ogden and the Utah Outliers, mm-hmm. correct? So now they're gonna. I mean, they have a they have a chance to just yeah be the four seed that gets the, a few wins now. The out because the Outliers made it as a four seed, yeah, and they went in with a lot of momentum to playoffs. So it'll be fun to. I really see wish what Provo Riverblades made it oh, still because they would have ran the table. The, <laughs> the Provo Riverblades were just the Outliers. I mean, the Outliers could have put they a did, test on them. Yeah, they so. did beat them. What the last game of the season was it? Or the, yeah, they got the win, but. It was the second to last game. The season, Ogden but, or yeah. The, the yeah the Utah the Outliers and the, and the Riverblades games were so much more fun than the Ogden game. Like towards the end of the <laughs> season, like it just I don't know it just you could feel them at yeah I I didn't even go to the games but just like watch following their Instagram and their page you could feel the momentum yeah in like the shift in that Provo team and just like seeing the signings that they're doing you know you're like this team is gunning. They're yeah. trying to make the playoffs as a first-year team. And I talked to a lot of the guys, and a lot of them were really bummed when they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, we did the, and, that's right, you did the interview. But then I talked to them uh, you know, through some texts here and there and stuff, and a lot of them were bummed they didn't make the playoffs, and it did come down to that little bit. But they all felt like if you know the whole season would have been with their new coach, Modry, then they would have run the table on it, which hopefully most of the kids are coming back next year and they can do it again and – Sounds yeah. like their coach really knows what he's talking about. I bet he'd make a winner out of whatever group he has next year. So really hoping to watch Provo Riverblades keep playing next year and in the playoff season. But I guess we got to get, you know, done with this season first. So playoffs coming up next weekend or this weekend or coming up this weekend. And so, then, yep, two uh, your Utah teams in there. Ogden got the number one seed and the Utah Outliers got the number four seed. But my money's on the Outliers. I think the big O can do it. Mathematically, I think they got it. <laughs> no, but I, I do. I, nice. I think, I think nice. the outliers are going to win it at that division or whatever. Yeah, I, come out of the mountain. Yeah. So, got my money on the outliers. 
Sorry, Mustangs. I know you probably have bigger crowds and more fans, but. Yeah, they're kind of a little more local for us. We're up that way, but. Hopefully the Mustangs do it. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be, I would definitely be stoked if either one of Outliers or Mustangs. Yeah. As long as it's not the Eagles or the Bulls, I'll be happy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so we'll jump over to the Grizzlies real quick. You know, Grizzlies didn't have such a good week. Hey, they've been, they played the last of their six road tripping tour games they've been on. So, and and it didn't really go their way. No, they lost all three last week. So kind of a bummer week. I mean, you you see it on the Insta, you listen in the radio, and it just doesn't happen for you. It kind of sucks. I feel like they win more at home than they do on the road. Yeah, they have a pretty good home record, especially against uh, Rapid City. <laughs> Rapid City <laughs> at home. Bring Rapid City. That's what we need every week, every weekend, or every other weekend. You know, we just need to plus up the points. Bring yeah. it in, Rapid City. I mean, they probably don't even want to play at their home. Who wants to be in South Dakota? No, yeah, they, they actually <laughs> fell down to eighth spot and they did yeah that winning percentage what 548 now 548 so and and they're fourth in the west right now they're tied with these uh swamp rabbits (laughs) at that the same the same 31 points in that 548 winning percentage the greenville swamp rabbits what what a team name the swamp rabbits i know i can't tell if i like i can't tell if i like it or i hate it it sounds like a rabbit that stuffs other rabbits into a locker, you know, or like the bully <laughs> rabbit. Like that's a swamp rabbit up there. It, it was like a like a name calling. Like they called someone a name. You're such a swamp rabbit. Name in the team. That's the name. I like it. Great job, Jack. <laughs> that was an insult, coach. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> name in the team. And then Ty Lewis got called back up. I mean he was oh, did he? he was posting a... 1.4 points per game, so... That'll do it. In a short stint with the Grizzlies, that'll do it. But, hey, they're going to be home this weekend. For they the 12th, are. 13th, and 14th. We got a three-game. Yeah. Matinee on Sunday, if you're looking for something to do Sunday afternoon, hit up a Grizzly game. And also, good news in Utah Grizzlyland is they have the top power play in the league. That's exciting. Yeah. I, I will say that the Grizzlies... And they do a good job at the game. Well, you know, like, for another rock star power play. <laughs> <laughs> they call it out, you know. Yeah. They're, they're great. Yeah. So top power play in the league, that usually leads to some playoff success because I think I, I usually think the playoffs usually come down to those power plays. I mean, the, the special teams make a big difference, especially yeah, in playoff hockey when you got, you know, home crowd rallying, getting the special teams involved. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I don't think we mentioned this, but the league started with 13 teams this year, but they upped it to 14. Go hockey. Yeah, so the Fort Wayne Comets jumped in late. Fort Wayne, are they? They're an ECHL team, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So they, but they jumped into the, like, the season started with 13 teams. So if you look at the records, the Fort Wayne Comets have only played like 11 games. I thought they were an A team. But I'm. I'm, I'm There's the Utica Comets. Utica Comets, okay, yeah. So. Check. Yeah, but they jumped in a little bit late this season, I guess. I'm all for it. It Yeah, yeah. so more teams, and I think they're going to try and fit in all their games at the end of the season, so probably everybody in that May, June is just going to be playing the Comets over and over and over. So Making up games. I know that's the Grizzlies' last game of the season is against the Comets, so. But now it's up to a 14-team league, so good good on the Grizzlies this week. they, They play Allen this weekend, right? It is... Yeah, Allen. Allen Americans. So, going to get that revenge against that Wednesday loss they had. Yeah, they need to get that revenge against Allen. 
I don't think they're winning the series in the season against Allen, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, they've taken I'll, a couple. I'll fact check that for next week. But I think they're taking a couple. But, yeah. hey, should we go over to our interview now? Yeah, let's kick it over to that fine lady that birthed <laughs> a, me into this world. <laughs> sweet, sweet lady. I've, I've met her a time or two, and she's always seemed really nice. She's a little happy ball of energy. Yeah, she she definitely is a little spitfire, but, you know, I could she's I could imagine be. her kicking your trash, you know, as a kid. Oh, my gosh. Can, you know what? On the ice and, you know, kicking your butt into your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely, you know. I, I got it taken to me if I was acting up as a kid a few times, you know, she wasn't afraid. But, uh, and I will say, you know, that, that fire that she has and like not being afraid, I'll say the hardest thing was playing men's league with her. When she was playing <laughs> like that against other dudes, you know, and they're acting up, like retaliating a little bit. And I just have to let them know. You, you did know, you ever like, have to step in for your oh, mom? Multiple for a fight? times. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't even in a fight, but like he, someone did something and I'm going after him, right? I lose my cool. I'm like coming in like a hot bowl. <laughs> there was just one time when uh, this dude, I don't even know what happened actually. I was turned away from the play and I turned out, my mom's like on the ground, like holding her head and this dude skating away. And my uncle, Chris, who never, never does anything physical, just comes and cross checks him from behind, <laughs> puts him on the ice. And then as he's looking up, I jump on him. <laughs> like third man in, the worst thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. I I'm can't, seeing red. I can't imagine Chris doing anything except I, for smiling and saying, yeah, yeah, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it was always, it was all, it was more, yeah, it was, he would go completely opposite way. Like, ah, somebody hit him, you know, like he's yeah. falling to the ground. And, <laughs> like trying to, like, I got to remain neutral because... Yeah. My position in the county, I help run the league. So yeah. I was like, all right, Chris, I don't think anybody's going to come sue you if you get a little physical. But uh, just kidding, I love you, Chris. It was fun playing. So we played with him, my mom, uh, my younger brother, Colby, played on the team, and then our set, my stepdad, Tracy. Um, and uh, we had a great time. But, uh, yeah, it was sometimes I had, like, we were on the face-off circle, like, hey, bro, just going to let you know, like, I'm son, that's son, that's brother. So if you're going to pop off, just know. <laughs> Something's coming from somewhere. So chill. Yeah, you, when there's a girl on the ice and there's a brother, don't even mess. Oh, don't even. You mess. don't want that problem. I've I've seen it firsthand with teams you know I played on where there's been a sister, some brothers, and they've they've taken care of business. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not that the girl couldn't take care of herself. Probably. I bet your mom. I would probably be more scared of your mom than Chris. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Mom, you know, she's not afraid to play a little dirty. Yeah. You know, she's she, she doesn't have that conscience when it comes to, no, I mean, she does have a conscience. But, yeah, no, she'll make a play, you know, whatever it takes sometimes to get that edge. She'll get it. Go. Well, let's go over to Shannon. Let's hear from her. Joining us today on Cup Talk is one of my great inspirations in life and hockey. Everything that, you know, as far as just getting to where I am today it is my lovely mother, Shannon White, who is actually one of the trailblazers of women's hockey out here in the great state of Utah, starting at the young age of four. Is that what it is? Five? You when yeah, you I was started? four or five when I started skating. Oh, all right. I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was close. But anyways, um, and uh, she was in the newspaper at one point as a kid, took some time off, was back in the paper again as an adult, and... I just remember going to national tournaments at a young age and watching her play on a national stage, and it was pretty awesome. Like, that's my mom. That's the, She's the smallest lady out there, and she was putting up the most chinos 
and I was a proud young bubba. So, <laughs> Mom, welcome. Shannon is her name, everybody. Shannon White. I don't know if I said that. I just keep calling her mom, right? So it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, she has a first name. It works. Name. Mom works. Mom works. Right. So, uh, hey. Hey, Mom. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, can't complain. Can you hear me? Yeah. On here with my, my great buddy, Mason. Nick. What's my name? Can you hear me? My last name. <laughs> oh, did I say Shannon White? Correction, everybody. What's... My last name's White, yeah. but my mom's last name is Asmus. She is remarried. Thank you. So it is the great Shannon Asmus <laughs> that we have on today. Um, but yeah, so, you know, how, how's your life been, Mom? What's going on? It's great. I couldn't ask for better sons, so I'm very blessed and have great family, great husband. Can't complain. Nice. Sounds good. I mean, you said son. Are you talking about just Mason? or? <laughs> <laughs> I said son. Oh, I have four sons. I know, I know. Because really, we know she'd be talking thought, about Trace. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ask you who's your favorite. No. We won't put you on the spot. <laughs> it's really me, though. Or her sure. Mason's feelings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Funny. Um, well, Mom, I it's long overdue. I, I've wanted to have you on the show. We hadn't. Um, you know, gotten together yet, but I, I'm really thankful that you, you got on with us today. And, uh, you know, we haven't, we've only talked to one other female hockey player, now the coach of the Utah hockey team, Utah women's hockey team. So it's great to talk about, you know, women's hockey and, uh, none of the, you know, who better than Mama. And, so, and today being National Women's Day. And it's National Women's Day. So we're recording this on Monday, so it's National Women's Day, so it only seems fitting that we're talking to a trailblazer in women's hockey in utah yeah that's awesome so uh you know let's let's get started mom and talk about your introduction into hockey uh what made you want to play when you were a young kid because i had to go to the rink and watch my brother play and i knew that i could be better than my brother wow (laughs) (laughs) nice i like it i like the sibling rivalry going on there's probably a lot of great athletes that started that way. Like, I only wanted to play just because I wanted to beat my brother, or you know, I <laughs> I want it was a sibling thing, and then one of the you know, the one that like ends up playing second or afterwards ends up being the, the superstar. Yeah, Mason's living it right now. You know. <laughs> no, I was I was actually the oldest. You know. Oh, you mean yeah? You're you're right. I guess what you're saying. You got me pretty good there. <laughs> you got me pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, my, my young 15-year-old brother's already surpassed the highest level hockey I was able to play at. It's all good. I'm, I'm hoping my younger daughter, I, she doesn't want to play hockey right now, but I think if she gets into it, I think she might. She's a little more feisty, so I think mm. she could be a little more feistier than Lexi. But Yeah, Alice, you know, yeah. She, got, she does got some too. Yeah, she does the dance thing right now, but I think it'll be not too long before she's on skates. Yeah, mom. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I've told you. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're fine. I said that's awesome. Yeah, Nick's uh, daughter, his oldest daughter, Lex, is playing right now for the Davis County Wind, and uh, they actually have an all-girl line on their team that's been scoring the most goals as of late. Yeah, I mean, when we when when they're together and they're rolling, like this last weekend, one of the girls was in Arizona, so we didn't have the all-girl line. Cause we had we had two of the girls playing defense actually most of the games this weekend. But yeah, when we got the all girl line, 
we have four girls, and if we put three of them together, goals happen. So we're definitely a That's team. Awesome. We're a team that when we need our best line out, we usually throw out four girls. <laughs> Girl power. That's right. Did you have any other girls on the team you were playing, Mom, at, uh, at the young um, age? No, of- when I first started, I was the only girl. Yes, yeah, so let's let's talk about that because wasn't that what inspired the uh, first newspaper article written about you? Yep. When I was eight, they called me an animal on ice. Yeah, and I was it was it just wasn't it like a pretty little girl off skates or something, an animal on the ice? Like <laughs> I faintly remember the headline. It says she may only be eight, but Shannon's an animal on ice. That's what it was. Yeah. Do you still got the clipping like hung on the wall? I have the clipping. Yeah, it's in my closet. Oh. <laughs> is it? Is it in? Is it buried in the closet? No, it's sitting out. Remember, you looked at all the pictures in the closet. That's right. That's right. We need it. We need to get it blown you up. Should, like yeah. this wall right here. I'm looking at this. It would look good on Mason's wall right here in the office. <laughs> it would <laughs> be a real really inspirational on this empty wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wear those old plastic skates that they don't, nobody wears anymore. Yeah. And uh, who who did you got? You played with uh, an NHL player back then, didn't you? Yep, he became a wall chuck. How was he at at that age? He ended up playing for the Avalanche. Um, I was just as good as him at one point, but then obviously he surpassed me. But you know, his family was always really poor, and he always wore the worst skates and never had any nice gear. And he still ended up being better than all of us and going further than everybody. So, just goes to show that money can't buy talent. Listen to all those kids that are begging their parents to buy them those thousand dollar skates. <laughs> They're not going right. to make an NHL player. Nope. Yeah, he always had the struggled the most, but his dad worked so hard and took him everywhere and made sure they got opportunities. And yeah, he played up until he had a. I think he ended up having a heart condition that made him. He only played like two years, and then he ended up coaching. Yeah, I, I do. I remember the you telling me about yeah. that as we were kids. I remember he came to. Uh, I think it was hockey one at the time, or my, I don't know if it switched to players bench. <laughs> he came to the pro shop right when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, we did a picture with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I had him sign my gloves. I don't have the gloves anymore. <laughs> <laughs> regrettably, you know, I, I admit. That was. Regrettably. Yeah, I don't know if signing the gloves is the best thing because you got to wear the gloves like after that. Like, I didn't really think it through. Yeah. Like you didn't. Your mom probably was like. What are you going to do now? I'm not buying a new pair of gloves. Or did you buy Mason a new pair of gloves at the hockey shop that day? I don't think we even thought about it. He probably just wore them. Yeah, I think it was my current pair of gloves. I don't think I was that smart. I was like, cool. Now there's some Sharpie on my gloves, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So what was the funnest team you ever played for, like, growing up or as an adult? What was your favorite team you ever played for? Well, I mean, the first year I played travel um, for Mites, I had was my favorite coach, Frank Anderson. He's the one that inspired me to want to be because he always thought I was the best player. And um, so, as a child, that was probably my first A team was my funnest team as a kid. But then, as coming back as an adult, it was pretty fun to play on the Black Diamonds because when I first joined the team, I was like, I couldn't believe they called themselves a hockey team because I was like, really? <laughs> like nobody hardly knew how to skate. So. The Black Diamonds was a really fun team, but then it turned into Nationals, and so obviously playing for the Utah Thunder was probably, you know, the most fun I had just because I got to go to Nationals. I think I went, what, five or six years? Five or six different years? Yeah, we won it three times. We won it in 2008, 
and then um, 11 and 12. And then we, I think we took third and we took second. I think we took third twice. So, yeah. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know you went five or six years. Mason Mason spoke about one of the times you went and you, you won a couple skills competition. I couldn't spoil everything. <laughs> Tell us about these skills competitions. Yeah, in 2004, I think that was the first year we went to nationals, actually. And first year they had that skills thing for one player from each team. There's like 12 teams, I think. Um, they had like a, a skating one. I won that, even though I almost let up early. And then they had, you know, you had to fire at some of uh make hit the targets i think which one did, mason i won all but one right do you remember which one i lost yeah i think it was like the one timer one just because you didn't have as strong of a clapper as these big ladies yeah i didn't have the slap shot but yeah i won all the other ones which was you had to skate around cones and stop and goes and yeah shots to hit the targets and then the skating i won so then i got a free pair of eastons that's top of the line so that was pretty cool Nice. It was it was a cool moment for us. Um, she was with the yeah. We were with my stepdad and my other brother Colby, and as before, Trace was born yet. You know, pre Trace days, <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, um, she like they got online. They did the you know the skate around the whole circle of the ice. You know, you start on opposite sides, just like they do in the NHL All Star Weekend now. And uh, this lady was like. I don't know, foot taller than my mom that she was going against. And all these like ladies next to us were like, oh, you're going to smoke her. Because <laughs> it's like her team or something like that. And yeah. my mom, yeah, mom goes out there and she lets up a little bit early too. Like at the red, like I think she let off at the blue line. And you had to go to the red line, you know, in the middle. Yeah. And she still won. And, uh, you know, my stepdad's over like, who's smoking who now? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I will say... Uh, I think the funnest part was watching you in the, the shootout event, Mom. Are you still there? The shootout? Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, I think you uh, you dangled and went backhand a few times, top shelf. What's your what's your uh, shootout move? That I like to skate in front of the goalie and then backhand it in the right top-hand corner. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I could do that on a lot of the men's league goalies for a while until, obviously, everybody learned my... <laughs> she's kind of like the crosby of you know ladies hockey in utah that backhand yeah that's backhand around when was the last uh how long ago were you on a, a formal team that you played with um well the national team i ended in 2012 was my last year that we won and then they played 2013 but i didn't play that year so then um i played for the black diamonds up until what 2015 and then when we moved to arizona I joined the women's league here, but it, I played for the Lucky Charms, but like it was like skating around pylons because there was nobody, you know. So right now I still play in the beer league for the men's league for a team called Scar Tissue. <laughs> shout, out to the, <laughs> shout out to the Scar Tissues. How, what's your guys' yeah. record this season? Um, I think we've only lost two games, so no. we're probably like 10 and 2. I think we have one tie. Nice. Yeah. How many, how many, uh, okay. how many goals you got? I think I only have a couple goals. I have a lot of assists. I'm more of a passer now. Oh, there you go. Playmaker. You reach an age where, you know what, passing makes the game a lot more fun and moves it faster when you have young kids still playing. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to drop it off as they come speeding by. <laughs> Here you go. A lot of trailer pa- passes, you know. <laughs> got a trailer. 20-year-olds 20 20 year on a team that still think they're going to go somewhere with hockey, you know, so. 
Well, that's hey. where the scouts are, the men's league games. <laughs> yeah, the men's league right. games. They still got their buckets from, you know, travel team or college B, right. you know, their junior B. And stuff. They got their jersey right. with their McDonald's patch on the side. <laughs> One year junior B, bro. That's right. They got to let you know that they played somewhere that no one has ever heard of. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> Funny. So as a kid, if you had to, like, if you were coaching a kid today, what would you say would be the most important thing to work on? Shooting, passing, team play, skating. What would you? What would your uh, one thing be that you would want kids to work on? Well, I think overall you really need to be a strong skater because if you're a strong skater, you can pretty much learn to do everything else as long as you have the hockey IQ, which is the upstairs game, which makes it, you know, half the battle. But I think being a good skater and being a sound skater right from the get-go, if you want to go somewhere with is probably the most important. The shooting, you can shoot all the time and, you know, stick handle around things all the time, but you got to get that foundation. And I learned how to skate in Canada. I think that's probably one of the best reasons why I, I went so far. Nice. Yeah. Skating is definitely the foundation of the game and it's kind of overlooked, I think, sometimes by shooting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, power, uh, power skating is a big thing. You can mohawk down the whole ice, you know, your yeah. feet like <laughs> in a perfect line. And I, I could never do it. It was the most frustrating thing to watch and I'm like do you not have a groin? Like, how do you stretch? how do you get your legs? <laughs> you got to start stretching, Mason. You got to stretch. Stretch every day. Oh, my daughter, she stopped doing gymnastics, but I told her, you got to still stretch every day. Because I asked her if she could do the splits. She's like, I don't think I can do them anymore. You better keep stretching. You got to stay limber if you want to play a lot of hockey. So, Yeah, less injuries if you stay limber, for sure. Yeah, Mom, so... What uh, do you have a, a greatest uh, hockey memory from you know your time here in Utah? Either where um, that was like Black Diamonds or Nationals. Well, I think the Black Diamonds was the probably the most fun. I mean, I felt like I was such a leader, and everybody looked up to me on that team. I don't think anybody quite got to where I was at on that team, really. Mm-hmm. Besides Aaron, you know, that was already there, but coming from Saskatchewan. Yeah. But um and. The national team was fun because we kind of created it, you know. We, we kind of handpicked it, and we did pretty well. So that was a lot of fun. And, yeah, I I really couldn't take away those years. They were a lot of fun. That was when you and, you know, I got to drop you guys off to Brenda so you guys could terrorize her while I went to hockey. <laughs> that was our one night a week to go let our hair down. My mom was practicing. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that was it. I'm, you were practicing at Murray. For a long time, but yeah, didn't you start right. in Ogden? Yeah, that when I first joined the team, it was um, up in Ogden. It was really, a long drive, but it was. Yeah, and you were driving all the way. What was Kearns, right? Yep, we lived out, in, well, we lived in Benyon. Remember on the cusp right. of Benyon, maze. So, for anybody that doesn't know that drive, it's like an hour, hour and fifteen minutes <laughs> to get to the Weaver County ice sheet from where we were living. <laughs> Yeah, so we started, I started as a Wasatch Wing. That's what we were called, the Wasatch Wings. Oh, was that the team then when you were playing in Ogden? Yep, and then we and then we switched to the Black Diamonds when we moved out to Salt Lake okay. and broke off. And, you, and then yeah. the Wings stayed up there. Yeah. And then you were you were part of that initial, yeah, push and that team to break stand off. at the Black Diamonds. Yep. Yep, yeah. we basically created that team, me and Kim and Debbie and Aaron. 
That's cool. I think you're the only one still playing, though, right? Um, yeah, Aaron hung up her skates in 2013. I don't think Kim skates anymore, and I know Debbie doesn't. But, yeah, I'm still skating. I'll figure out skate until I can't. Why not? Yeah, hey, keeps you young. I always tell people. Right? Ice skating is the best thing ever you could do. It just keeps you your knees good, your legs good. It keeps your back strong. You know, I got. Yep. I'm only 31, 32, something like that. But um, <laughs> I still have friends that are complaining about their back problems and their knee problems, and it's all well. You should just play hockey until you're <laughs> until you're 60, 70 years old. Because there's always those old guys in the men's leagues, and you know they're always surprising at how well they're still skating and playing and hitting and taking hits and you know they're 60 70 years old and they're still playing so i think hockey's that's the key to it yeah i think there was guys the other night playing he was i would say he's probably 65 and he's actually pretty good yeah that's cool to see i i remember sitting at a i was in vegas at a blackjack table and there's like these people from michigan they were like oh yeah you know we have an 80 and older league like, they had every age division, like 70 and over, 60 and over, 80 and over. I'm hoping that's when I, where I'm at, you know, that 80-year-old and over just league. Going strong. <laughs> Hopefully I'm just playing, I'm playing stand-up goals still, you know, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or like I just play butterfly, just one or the other. <laughs> Once right. I go down, I don't come back up. I just I decide. Just, I'm here, and we're going to be here for a while. My mom's going to be 120 and over. That's where she's going to end up playing. You're still playing in the She's not she's less than a third of the way there, you know. You're still playing in the thirty five and under league. <laughs> they're not they're not checking birth certificates. You know what's funny is we have five five guys that are um between like twenty and twenty two and then the rest of us are uh like forty five and above. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually men's league. You got the, no the you got the fresh out of high schools. And then you got yep. the guys that are just doing it forever. And then in between is where everyone else gets lost. Yep. Yeah, and so yep. the story goes, I remember you uh, played through Bantams, right? And then you had to take some time off as a kid? No, I only got to play first year peewee. Oh, okay, because, yeah, you guys, it was Czech and peewee hockey then, huh? Yeah, first year my dad didn't like it when my hair got skated over and and then somebody hit me and blooded my nose. My dad's like, ah, you're not playing anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sad day, sad day. Did your dad play hockey? Yeah, he did. Okay. He wasn't really ever that great. Not to be, I mean, he was good, but he was, I, my mom was more of a natural um, ice skater than my dad. Did your mom play hockey too? No, she just skated. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, my- you know, you went to high school, lived some life, had a couple of babies. At 19 and 20, and then you returned to the ice, right? What what age was that? 24, I returned. Yeah, and I remember there was another article. <laughs> I think it was in yeah, the, was it the West Jordan Journal? Yeah, the neighbor called, remember, and he says, how's it feel to be a celebrity? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're on the front of the sports page in the Salt Lake Tribune. I'm like, no, oh, I'm not. He's like, yes, yeah. you are. <laughs> he was like, Shannon's back. <laughs> That's awesome. He was a pretty cool neighbor, remember me? That's right, our neighbor Dusty. He was a he was a pretty just an outgoing, happy guy. Always like the kind of guy that could be happy for anybody. He was that guy that yeah. like on every show was the neighbor. Hey neighbor yeah. <laughs> Like we you could go to him for advice, you could 
cup of sugar. Go to him, whatever you needed, right? Yeah, cup of sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, growing up, who was your biggest inspiration outside of hockey? Outside of hockey? Yeah. Um, I didn't. I my grandma, I guess I'd have to say my grandma. I love my parents, but I always adored my grandma. So Did she come um, to one of your games back in the day. Actually, no. I mean, I came to a few, but my grandma probably didn't, you know, weren't really into sports. She just, I don't know, every time I had a problem, I feel like she was always there. Um, I did have a, a favorite player. I, I um, idolized Doug Calzaria on the Golden Eagles. That's who I love to go watch play hockey. That's where I got the number 24 from. And then he said that he was always short. And so I always said that I wanted to wear number 24 because he was short like me. How tall are you? I'm 5'2". Five 5'2". Two. Five two. <laughs> I think Doug Calzari was only like 5'8 on the Old Eagles. You got like two inches on Mason, right? <laughs> <laughs> you might Funny, think so, seeing me on the ice next to all the normal-sized dudes. It's the size of the dog. It's the size of the fight in the dog. That's right. Hey, it's all right. I think me and Mason probably... Neck to neck, you know. We hop, we hobby crews, you know. We we have the big hearts, the tall hearts. I'm the I'm the shortest goalie you ever played against. <laughs> I got a disadvantage. Yeah, when, when it, it goes to butterfly, his head doesn't even come to the crossbar. You know? <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's okay. I'm lucky if it goes to the crossbar when I'm standing up. Funny. Oh well, doesn't mean anything. It's always good to see short people in the game, you know, exceeding and excelling. Absolutely. So, Mom, if, if there was a one, um, let's see, experience in hockey or team or something that you wish you could have done in your hockey career, what would it be? Because you've done that a lot. I could have done. You've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot. So was there anything else well, that you wish you would have? there was one thing. When I got to practice with the Olympic team, remember, and they asked me to be on the team, and I said no because I – had two young kids and I wasn't able to train. I wish I would have found a way and just made that happen. But that's okay. At least I was asked to be on the Olympic team. That's still more than a lot of people can say. In in two thousand two. Yep. Wow. I practiced with them in when ninety eight. Was it when they came to the East Center to like play yep. a weekend game? I would, been, I would have been playing with them. Yep, we got to practice with them, and the coach asked me if I wanted to be on the team. And Mason and Kobe were just young, and their dad wasn't. Uh, very good father and so i i didn't want to um risk not being around for them so i said i couldn't do it <laughs> which i probably should have found a way but that's okay i don't regret because the boys have turned out good so it doesn't matter to me what a that's a sacrifice Jeez, right and you had you i had hate made, myself every day for it <laughs> mason had me tearing up for the from the intro and now i'm tearing up you know from the <laughs> I, I just gave myself for being dreams. alive at that time <laughs> she should have been on the team it's hey, my fault i wouldn't i wouldn't take away having the two boys over that i would give up to have mason that, and colby you know i think how how differently my life would have been selfishly if you would have gone and won a gold medal or something you know i'm <laughs> flying in charter jets and stuff you know and <laughs> yeah but you know who knows what would have turned out though and maybe i wasn't meant to maybe i was going to get hurt or something i don't know things happen for reasons i definitely you know i will say yeah i mean you preserved yourself well and you still went on to you had no, a ton of accolades right. here in Utah on the local level that you were able to accomplish. And 
you know, you're able to lead the way out here and, and maybe go on that route. You know, you would would have pulled you out of Utah or away right. from this, right? And, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, not made it as, as easy for you to pave the path that you did out here. That's true. That was my legacy, right? Starting the Black Diamonds and being on the first women's national team. And, you know, now look at it. Hockey's just growing. Girls leagues are all over the place. Girls, girls hockey has grown 98% since 2002. I believe it. And I think girls, you know, they have more of a finesse game. Yeah. I, have you been watching those women's games on TV? I haven't. But oh. I have watched them on women's games, though. Oh, nice. She's too busy watching all Trace's games. That's probably true. You got you got boys playing still, so... You know, I want to watch. I want to coach a women's team or a girls team one of these days. That's definitely something I want to do before my skating days are over. I'd love to coach a girls team. Yeah, you guys think about come, moving back to Utah and coaching a team here? You never know. Yeah, go check up on the dogs. I was. That was not the answer I was expecting. I was expecting a hard now. <laughs> Ever since they moved to Arizona, they're like, ah, oh, it's so nice out here. Utah's so cold. Mason's eyes just like lit up when you said you never there's, know. So you're saying there's a chance. He's clearing off the extra bed here, just as, as we're speaking. Mom's moving in. <laughs> we got to make some space. I love the heat, but I love hockey. If I had a grandchild and I have the opportunity to coach, you just never know. Oh, look at that plug. She's like, if I had a grandchild, foot stomp. <laughs> there you go, Mason. <laughs> hey, I've been trying to push him, too, so. <laughs> right. One of these days. Yeah. It's okay. I can take jack skating. Once he finds a place to bury his cookie in his bed. That's right. <laughs> Mace? Yeah, did you guys, yeah, I don't know if you saw this video, Nick, that my wife posted. A dog was trying to bury his cookie. Like, he he, he literally <laughs> thinks that he's digging when he's on his bed, and he just sat there and potted his mattress forever, and then he tried to, like, cover the cookie up in dirt, like, with his face, <laughs> and there was no dirt because it's a mattress. And he, he, like, walked away like he buried it. It was pretty good. First thing my dog does if you give him a snack is he goes and hides it for later. Does he actually find him? Uh, I usually find him like, what is this like half-eaten treat? <laughs> yeah, Jax doesn't find his. He's only hidden a couple treats in his life. Reminds me of myself when I was a kid and I get like a cool treat or something. I just like save it forever and then by the time I got around to eating it was, it was garbage. It was probably hard <laughs> and stale. <laughs> right. Well, I will say that, you know, those, those years of you going to nationals and stuff, it was a good time for me too. I remember uh, standing on the, you know, at the door to the ice, and I would just fist bump all you guys as you went out on the ice. Little like team mascot, like kid, just excited to be there, proud of his mom. So I'm glad I got to go along on those trips. Yeah, we we were definitely close in those times. It was fun. Yeah, I wouldn't take back the memories. Well, Shannon, next time you're in Utah, I'm gonna have to get you out on the ice to you know whip these little girls into shape so I can get my girls line, you know, going a hundred percent all the time. I would love that. Yeah. I definitely still competitive, you know, and I, I do think the girls can, uh, you know, play the sport better if they really want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They have, they have to have the drive. You can't teach a kid drive anymore though. Some kids just don't have drive anymore. I feel like back in my day, everybody seemed to have drive, but, now it's like players have so much talent, but they don't have to drive. Yeah, we got to get creative to pull these kids out of their phones <laughs> and off the off the technology these days. Yeah, for sure. But uh, playing hockey is a great way to do that. 
That's right. That's what I've been trying to do is keep my daughter just playing as much as possible. Keep her off the stupid phone. <laughs> Luckily, she doesn't... Like, I I kind of push her to, like, like video games a little bit more than she does. Because I'm like, you got to do... Like, we got video games. Like, she's like, I'm bored. I'm like, well... I mean, you can go outside or you can go downstairs or... It's late, dark, cold, and we'll play a video game. I don't want to play that. So, it's a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Keep the kids out there oh, skating, and I've uh, I've turned my basement into a hockey room, so she's kind of been taken to it and doing her own thing down there, so that's what I like to see. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, if you can keep them active, and even roller hockey is kind of fun if you can skate outside and rollerblade. We just got our brand new pair of rollerblades this last weekend, so. Yeah. That's how my mom yeah. walks the dog. <laughs> hey, that's, I was thinking yeah, about just you do less work. <laughs> my my dog doesn't walk. He's he's lazy. We got a little dog. <laughs> It'd be pretty awesome if your little wiener dog was pulling you down the, yeah. the block. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shannon, yeah. it was great. It was great talking to you. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, I look forward to you coming into town so I can uh, steal you for some coaching. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd enjoy it. I'll let you know when we have some time. I'll make Macy get out there with me. Hey, yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's get the whole clan He's out there. He's been telling me about how he hasn't been skating because men's league's off. But Oh, my gosh. I yeah, there's reasons. stagnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I got stuck like in right bottom for a little bit. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah, Mom, thanks again. I appreciate you. Yeah, joining us today it's always great to to talk to your mom especially on a podcast especially your cool hockey mom on women's day yeah so once again awesome. i appreciate yeah, everything you. you've done for me to help me get to this point and uh yeah thanks for making this episode great thank you son i really appreciate you you're welcome will you tell uh tracy i said hi and then i love him and i'm so excited to see you guys this weekend yep i love you and yeah it'll be a fun weekend and thanks you guys take care nick all right have a good day or night. It's nighttime now. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 What a nice lady, that Shannon. I think I'll keep her around. <laughs> and she's coming into town this weekend? Yeah. I'm lucky enough to get to see my mom. She was in town like two weeks ago, too. So, I mean, I get to see her like twice in a 30-day time frame, you know, less than a month. I'm excited. How long is she going to be in this weekend? Uh, I think it's Thursday through Sunday. Maybe Monday. But... I might be looking for a little ice time with Shannon. You know, hey, <laughs> if we can get some ice time. See if I can, see what I can pull. All right. <laughs> get it. Maybe we'll get her out to a stick and puck with the girls. Yeah, a stick and puck would probably be an easier bet because she's flying in on a Legion. I think they don't take very much luggage, so. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll jump into the, the PWHPA. Had some games this weekend. But Team Minnesota is looking pretty strong. They won both of them. They won the first uh, outing 4-1. to one. That one was at the United Center in Chicago and on NBC Sports Network. And then the second one, also in Chicago. But I think they're doing these things where they, they played a smaller rink and then they played a, like an NHL rink. So the second one was at a smaller rink. And Team Minnesota won 6-2 to two on that one. Wow. So Team Minnesota is really... Turning things up. They are bringing the heat. And, you know, the BWHPA has really, like, gained a lot of traction. And I know we've kind of, like, 
these all came out. These games were all like announced when the NWHL was kind of going to shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to sum it up. But that's exactly what was happening, and they canceled their season. Well, PWHPA is going great. So what happens? The NWHL says, "Guess what? We're coming back. We're gonna we're, we're gonna finish those you know last two games. So they're gonna be playing um, later this month. It was like March twenty sixth and something for the semifinals and the finals. I think they're gonna be playing in New York or Boston. I don't I don't remember, but so they're coming back." To play and finish out their season. So, I mean, hey, good for women's hockey on the national level. It's a little interesting how it works out. You know, we're not playing. Okay, I'm playing. Okay, you're playing. (laughs) But, hey, I hope that, you know, they get... I hope once they start again, NHL, they're able to finish. Yeah. Hopefully they can get through those two games without, you know, having a hiccup. Have we had one Isobel champion or have we have not had any yet? We've had one, right? Did Boston win it? I and then we've been waiting for. Like they a had year it or last years. year, or maybe two years ago, and then they had like the, half the teams folded. I think the Calgary team or something won, and then they folded. Okay. So. But uh, but yeah, like they went on that the longest hiatus. Yeah. For COVID, and then like started right back in the last season. Yeah, but I definitely think the PWHPA has a lot better traction going with Forum. So. I think if they, there's a winner yeah. out of those leagues. And also today being National Women's Day, the Erica Nardini from Barstool Sports and the guys from Spent Chickles, whatever, they had a Pink Whitney Cup, and it was a this hockey game tournament that they have talked about doing, but they did it like an outdoor rink, and they had men and women playing together, and they got a lot of these like top-level girls and stuff. That's and sick. So probably made a, a YouTube video and stuff for it, but they did that today. So that's really cool. I didn't know that. That Pink Whitney Cup. That'd be a fun cup to get. That'd be a fun <laughs> trophy to have or have your name on to get yeah. a picture with. So Those I guys, mean, and Ryan, it, man, Ryan Whitney and Paul Bizanetti, Bizanet, they've done really well post hockey. Yeah. Like I don't know if there's I mean there are there are, but like as far as recent years, two ex hockey players Especially one that was like more of a fourth liner that have like made <laughs> such a, hey. a great career post hockey. Like yeah. I, I don't know if anybody's doing it better than those two right now. Like, yeah. So it was good to see that getting the women and the guys on the ice together, a little equality going yeah. on the ice. And which, now, like you said, your mom on the ice. Yeah. Hangs with the guys, so she does. Guys, than, these yeah. girls are moving in, and they're some of them are probably better than you. Yeah, and that was no slight to Paul Bizanet. He's, he's an accomplished athlete and a great athlete and a hilarious dude. I was a fourth liner, you know, not barely even a fourth liner when I played in, in college. So, in, for a club team in college, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah so. so. I know. he's, But that's cool to see that they did a, a pink Whitney, or a Whitney Cup National yeah. Women's Day. Good for them. So, Co-ed style. Look forward to seeing more women's hockey. I mean, I'll watch this Isabel Cup and support them, and I'll support the PWHPA and their games going forward, and looks good. But uh, jumping over to the the men's pro. Yeah, let's let's talk. Let's catch a little bit about you know catch well, up about the a, National a, Hockey League. It's yeah, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Well, a lot of stuff happened this week. Tom Wilson getting suspended for a. Uh, you know, seven games, sussy. You know, hit on the head. It's getting pretty regular here. 
Tom Wilson suspension. <laughs> he only got seven games on him. I was guessing it was going to be ten. Yeah, I that hit, that hit ended up looking, I think, a little more brutal than it than it was, and like one of his feet came off the ice, he turned. It almost looked like it was a charge, but like when you watch the replay, one foot stayed on the ice the whole time. But you know, the, his hand made head contact in the yeah. boards. It, Speaking of hit to the head, did you see Ovechkin cup check that dude? Now that was <laughs> that was a little dirty. I mean, he was like basically telling him like, "I'm not playing your game. Like, stop your games. I'm not going to drop them with you." But yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. Going for the boys, you know. That, he had enough. What do you get a five thousand dollar fine for? Yeah. I mean, if you're worth a best it. game, worth it. Worth right? it. Yeah. That kid learned his lesson. Because what was he? He tried to. He, t- he threw off his gloves early in the yeah. game, right? Trying to get over yeah. to fight him. And it's like, it, it looked like some just simple, you know, competitive spirit. Like, you get a little chippy during the game, right? Like, yeah. Obi wasn't doing anything overly aggressive. It's just, you know, competitiveness. But he was trying to get him to pull, drop the gloves the whole game. It's was like, Frederick. Uh, he's probably just trying to make a name for himself going after the highest profile on the guy roster. on the caps. But get somebody else, you know, try and get Oshi, you know. Jensen, even Carlson, but I think Ovechkin's kind of in that realm of like, you know, not don't mess with him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially when you know, yeah, Tom Wilson. Well, Tom Wilson was out that game, huh? No, no, he was still in the game. Yeah, that was the game. Yeah. yeah, this was the game before. You know, Tom and Tom Wilson and Zadano are on the other side, man. Like, pick another, pick another guy, <laughs> pick another to guy to get a problem with. Yeah, yeah. So there's the seven game sussy for uh, Tom Wilson. Um. You got 16 teams allowing fans now? Yeah, it's really well, increasing. Or it plans to allow fans. Right, because so. you got that's Boston half, coming soon, Buffalo that's coming soon. Not half the team, half the league. Half the league, yeah. I mean, the the fan totals, the capacity allowing it, definitely still pretty low. But still, we got butts in seats. Butts in seats. Or, you seats. know, feet in the stands because, you know... You're not sitting down at the first NHL game <laughs> no, you get to go back to. No and, way. In a whole year, year and a half, whatever, you know, you're standing the whole time. Oh, yeah. And one of those teams, they're soon to allow fans or allow fans, is Buffalo. Don't know what's going on in Buffalo. Yeah. That, that place is falling apart. I heard all the cutouts walked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like that, that uh, commercial, that Bud Light commercial where the cutout, like, Follows him into the town and he like goes to the guy's house. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, I'm trying to think of that one. Oh man, I remember the Matthew McConaughey cutout one. Well, he's like flat. That was a Doritos one. That's kind of like yeah. But all those cutouts are just <laughs> cruising town now. <laughs> but uh, Jeff Skinner got his first goal. Oh, did game. he? Yeah, first goal. He's only making nine mil for Buffalo. That was his first goal. First goal of the season. That's an expensive first goal. Lafreniere and, and it's like four weeks ago. <laughs> Lafreniere is still on an entry level contract. Yeah, for five hundred k, whatever. Jeff Skinner is making nine million. That was his second point. He's got one goal, one assist, making nine million. So Jeff, Brad, Richard, Skinner. No, <laughs> yeah, Man. Taylor, and then Taylor Hall. Did you see him trip over the blue line? No. Oh, dude, breakaway. Hits the blue line, down to his down to his belly, just break away. Hits the blue line, trips over it. They got a bad case of Murphy's Law going on in yeah. Buffalo. Anything that can go wrong is going wrong. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is looking. What do you and, think Jack Eichel does? Just well, like every like, game, he's just like 
at the bar with him. Like, give me a double. Give me a, <laughs> give me the strongest thing you have. And, like, I felt bad for Jack Eichel, you know, being there. And I felt more bad because he's the younger one of the, you mm-hmm. know. Like, Taylor Hall, he's only got two goals, but he's got 14 points. And he's making $8 million, But two goals for $8 million. And but Jack Eichel only has 18 points, and two of those are two goals only. Yeah, so, so I mean nobody's really producing. Yeah. So it's it's not like Jack Eichel is, you know, doing a bunch and no one else is pulling their weight. It's not like it's Connor McDavid on the Oilers where he's scoring every other night, dry title, and they're still not making the playoffs. This is your stars aren't scoring either. So I got there's there's a lot going on in Buffalo, a lot going wrong. Yeah, so Something's got to happen in Buffalo. I don't know. What do you do? Trade all three? I don't know. Or maybe we see the next coaching change. I think coaching change is going to happen, and it's inevitable. Um, they, I mean, they change coaches. They change GMs like two or three times over the last ten mm-hmm. years, and nothing's done anything. I mean, ever since Ryan Miller left town, it's all just yeah, gone downhill. It hasn't gotten better. So, and then we got the first storm surge. In Carolina? Carolina's back, and they're doing the storm surge. They got the clap going on the ice. Yeah. It kind of, you thought more was coming, and it just never happened. When you see, like, first storm surge, you're, like, watching, and just, like, clapping. The players, the the body language didn't seem, like, super, you know, into it and momentous. So, but, but hey, it's cool to see stuff like that coming back. Yeah. Um, fans in seats. Barry Trotz. 1,700 games. Yeah. Coach, he's good on him. Yeah. Doing well. Doing well. I don't see him, you know, slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, speaking of rough news, big updates uh, in coaching, uh, we got uh, Daryl Sutter replacing Jeff Ward out there in Calgary. Yeah, I think that's a good move. I mean, he, he was the coach there when they went to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Lightning. And then he goes and he coaches L.A., wins two cups there. Yeah. And then I mean, he gets fired because L.A. just fizzled out there too old. Yeah, it wasn't his fault, I, don't, I wouldn't say. But, yeah, I, mean, I love – I feel like Daryl Sutter has just, like, that resting poker face kind of look going on. You know? <laughs> I think he's, he's got that greatest. bitter beer face going Maybe on. it's that, but, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like he just had, ate a warhead. You have no idea, like, what's going on behind those eyes because the face always looks the same. Like, I don't – I don't know if it ever changed. <laughs> the grumpiest. Is like, he's, like a, he's like a human grumpy cat. The human grumpy cat, yeah, for real. That's Daryl Sutter. <laughs> he's probably like hilarious in the locker room. But... Yeah, and I mean, sad news. It wasn't really in the NHL, but Walter Gretzky passed away. Yeah. And, and he was a great coach of the game, speaking of coaches, and he helped you know his boy, and he also helped a lot of other Canadian kids and stuff you know, have an opportunity, and you heard a lot of stories about him, and he was always just being real nice, and he was always there, and he was always, you know, just doing the little things and just being a good person, and that's that's what I basically summed up from every story I heard, was he was just a good guy. Good he dad. Wasn't, yeah, good he guy. wasn't, you know, full of himself. He, You know, he was the great one's dad. Yeah. He... I think I heard a story that he was still living in his, like, original house that, like, Wayne grew up in up until just recently. Humble beginnings, humble endings. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. And his his wife died back in 2005, I think. Yeah. Um, from lung cancer. And, you know, so he, he stayed trucking on for, what, another 16 years. 
Um, he had Parkinson's disease for, I think it was 2012 he got that. And, I mean, and that's, you know, he's a big reason why we had the great one. I mean, he, I read the article, you know, talking about him freezing in the car while he's waiting for Gretzky to go skate, the you know, at the pond at the park or whatever all <laughs> yeah. night. And so it's like finally until he's like, I'm done with it. I'm pouring I'm pouring water in the backyard and we're making a reek out there. And then he can go out and freeze and I can stay in the house. And and that's awesome. You know, like you get this kid on the ice. You got him what he wanted. And then he got to stay warm. And Gretzky can play as hard as he wants out there and freeze if he has to. But, yeah, yeah definitely sad to see. Yeah. And uh, R.I.P. to the the yeah. senior Gretzky, the, the 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 senior great one, you know, senior great one, <laughs> senior great. And one. I I think, you know, end the show with some uh, from a quote by Wayne Gretzky at his dad's funeral. But the quote from Wayne Gretzky was, "We'd be a way better world if there were as many, if there was many more people like my dad." So, I think that's a good thing to take off, you know, from that and. I think that's just the way you should live your life and, you know, be more like Wayne Gretzky's dad. Yeah. That's a good one. I think based off what his son Wayne Gretzky says about him whenever he else said that speaks volumes about who he was. Yeah. And what he left behind. Not the best wording, but the message behind it is definitely, you know, a solid message. So. We could use more Walters in Utah High School. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> be a good person. Be honest. And just be good to people. So. All right, Mason. It's been an awesome show. Yeah, as always, Nick, it's been great talking to you, catching up for another conversation. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Be sure to follow us at Welcome to Cub Talk and find us wherever you get your podcasts and, and DM us. Let us yeah. know. I'm telling you guys, hit us up with some stories. We can share them for you. and Or just let us know what your youth team's doing, what your high school team's doing, what your beer league team's doing, you know? Yeah, you guys got something cool that you're doing, a way to get creative and get on the ice? Let's talk about it. We are just here to grow the game whatever way we can. So have a good week, Mason. Hey, you too, Nick. Until next time. Yep. See you later.